we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. This crusade, this war on terrorism, uh, is going to take a while. He came, he saw, he died. <laughs> we tortured some folks. And the pod has been parked. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. It's episode 42 of Dave versus Goliath. I can't believe we made it. Well, we did. 42. Can't believe it. Um, guys, 42 years old, 42 podcasts, feeling pretty good about it. Uh, tonight, rock and solo for the first time since episode one. Because if you know me at all, I like to kind of get the conversation on, you know, with people that I enjoy. Like Dan, who totally ditched me today, for the record. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> He's lost somewhere in the cosmos, time traveling. Uh, and he'll be back. We'll find the signal. It'll be uh, no biggie. Um, but we miss him. But back to me. All right. Um, started episode one solo, and ever since then had a guest uh, or get to talk to my friend. But tonight, it's just me. So um, if you're in the chats, hanging out. We got a couple people in there. Time continuum. We's in the multiverse. Thank you for being here. Danielle's in the house. Shannon, thank you guys for being here. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, if you want to talk about any cool, super interesting psyops tonight, let me know. Time Continuum says, Ohio right now. We basically nuked a town with chemicals so we could get a railroad open, said Sil Cagliano, a hazardous material specialist. Yeah, man, um, that is... Some crazy shit that's going on over there. And uh, definitely fits the bill for the PSYOP. I mean, if it's on the corporate news, uh, corporate press television, you know, you know something's up. They're, I'm not saying it didn't happen, obviously, but if they're telling you about it, there's a reason. And there's always spin. Rarely. Rarely news. Um, but again, guys, thanks for being here. Um, if you're watching this, share the links. Um, if you're listening later on, uh, on Apple or Spotify, please leave a review for your boy. That really helps out. And, uh, don't forget that I'm co-hosting the system is down every Wednesday, uh, at three o'clock Eastern standard time with Dan Smots. That's, uh, always a good time. So come hang out for that. That ad that you saw in the beginning of the show, if you're watching, this is not on the audio version, but that was not, believe it or not, from Dan Smots. That came out of the Defense Department. That came out of, um, I believe, some PSYOP division of the U.S. Army. I could be wrong, but if you want to 
give that a Google, which is also a psyop. <laughs> but check it out. That's a ghost in the machine. Um, and yeah, let's be thankful that Dan Smots is working with us because he could probably be making a shit ton more money working for the Department of Defense. Uh, so good that you're here, buddy. We need you <laughs> making high grade weapon grade propaganda for the cause of liberty because it's not propaganda that's the problem. It's the, the weaponization, what they're doing to us. And uh, we had Monica Perez here uh, the last time we did a show, two weeks ago. We were, took a little week off there. But um, if you didn't listen to that one, go back. And we barely even scratched the surface. I had so much to talk with her about um, that we didn't even get to. So hopefully we'll get to do that again. But I had mentioned to her, you know, her show is called The Propaganda Report. And, you know, that might sound hyper-focused, but it's not because everything's propaganda. And what's whatever's not just regular propaganda, it's weaponized and it's and it's going after you. And I would argue that we're all um, in the midst of an assault, like a like a war, a literal war on at least the Western world. Uh, the the non-Western world has their own wars to worry about, which are you know arguably worse, and we'll probably get into some of that as well. Um, but yeah, I am reminded we made a little quip, uh, clip from the show out of uh, a Prince quote. And he said, uh, you know, back like 20 years ago, you know, there's a war on. The battlefield is in the mind and the prize is the soul. And I know it's fucking chilling because it's absolutely true. Um, more so today than ever. Um, I'm going to get more into that. But before we do, I kind of want to talk a little bit about because we didn't have a show last week and uh, didn't talk about it with Monica. The last time I, we mentioned the rage against the war machine rally was uh, with Mike Heist the episode before. And now, boom, it's crept up on us. That's coming up this coming Sunday. And I definitely want to talk about it because it's important for anybody who cares about life on earth, but definitely libertarians and definitely me because I'm going to go there. Uh, I'm within driving distance. And uh, I got a brand new wireless microphone I named James O'Keefe. Another psyop it's looking like. <laughs> we'll get into it. Um, but I'll definitely be there. And uh, I know some great people uh, went put in a lot of hard work in on this, and it's really important uh, that we all go participate. Um, so if you're not aware, just I'm going to give a quick rundown of some of the participants and speakers Jimmy Dore at the top of the bill there is uh, awesome, probably the bestest leftist right now. Right next to him is the dude, Ron Paul. Ron Paul's going to be there. So if you needed a reason or you weren't sure, I feel like that's probably it. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard is at the top of the list too. And talk about a good coalition partner there, you know, um, not exactly our speed on some economic issues and guns and some some things. Maybe a limited hangout. Who knows? I've heard World Economic Forum ties, but she denies it. Who knows? I'm open to anything. Um, Monica shattered all my dreams. Nothing. Nothing's real. Dennis Kucinich, amazing. Again, back when I was, you know, probably identified more on the left side, 2000. But like, I think Dennis Kucinich might have even been the guy that introduced me to Ron Paul. Like when I was paying attention, started paying attention to, to uh, you know, politics around whatever 2006 or so. Um, but I was just 
you know, a lefty piece lefty, you know, and that was the guy. And, um, he, he might've been the guy that they had a nice little coalition and I hope it's still going. Cynthia McKinney, again, like one of these are like relics from a different time when, when Democrats stood for some shit. I mean, she'd go hard. Dick Cheney go hard at, uh, Donald Rumsfeld. Like she grilled him a couple times in the Senate. Um, pretty sure she is pretty legit on nine 11 truth. And, um, again, probably doesn't agree with us on some of the libertarian economic stuff, but if you're going to build a coalition, you got to work with some of these people. You know what I'm saying? And these are, these are good people. Scott Horton. Scott Horton is going to be there representing antiwar.com. Um, the best in the game. You know, the libertarian voice on foreign policy. He's going to get to speak to all these people. Uh, Gerald Salente, he's great. Um, Chris Hedges, a mega socialist. He's going to be there. Um, he wrote a great book, actually, called um, uh, American Fascists. I think that was like 2006, 2007. Again, that's where my head was at the time. But you could go look at that book and, you know, some shit came came to fruition. So I might have to hear what he has to say as well. Um, who else? Daniel McAdams. Cool. Ron Paul Institute. He's the man. Um, Got to say, he disappointed me a little bit on Twitter this week. But, you know, all good. He said he was sorry. That's good enough for me. I don't even know if it was politics or if he was being legit. But that's cool, man. Because, again, this isn't about petty shit. This is about an anti-war movement and a coalition. So, you know, we're not going to let some bitch shit like, Oh, I'm mad at him for saying some shit. You know, I'm fucking going. He's fucking going. It's going to be great. Um, who else we got down here? Jill Stein, two times, 2012, 2016, Jill Stein. That's cool. I'll, I'll hear what she has to say. Russian collusion, Jill Stein. <laughs> psyop. You know, everything's a psyop. Uh, Dan McKnight. That's great. Um, defend the guard. That's an amazing cause that again, goes across party lines. Do you want to keep your, uh, national guard in your state or do you want them to go to, you know, Ukraine? Think about it. I feel like, uh, that's a pretty easy one. Think about it when a natural disaster happens or, you know, a pandemic, a really deadly one. You might want to want those guys around. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Greg Jardula. I wasn't really familiar with this guy. I've seen, he's had some of our people on his podcast. So that's cool. That's a guy who's open to some of these ideas. Uh, Jordan page. Awesome. Tatiana Morose. Cool. All right. <laughs> All right, girl. I haven't seen you in like 10 years, but that's cool. Um, let's see. And we got some good sponsors, man. Some, uh, let's see the Mises caucus sponsoring the, Rage Against the War Machine Rally. Of course they are, because that's what it's all about. Fucking love those guys. Occupy Peace and Freedom. Awesome. Libertarian Party of Maryland. Shout out to those guys. Those are the dudes. Otto, Alex, man, Tim. Way to go, guys. And Liberty Speaks sponsored this. Our own Dr. Mav. Man, I'm really proud of you. And she's an organizer on this, too. Um, She could be focusing her big brain on a lot of things and she's using it on the Liberty movement and this very important cause here. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, punk rock libertarians. Again, those guys, man, a lot of cool shit coming out of Maryland. Um, free and equal. I like those guys too. I can't remember her name, the lady who started that. I hope that I run into her. Um, but she's really great. And, um, 
you know, she wants to save the elections. I could, you know, that's not my focus because I don't know if there's any hope there personally, but she seems like a nice one and it would be cool if they were a little bit more free and equal, I suppose. Uh, Antiward.com, of course, the great Scott Horton, bring our troops home. Peace Hawk Coffee, that's, I think that's, that's definitely a libertarian. I believe a Meekhawk who's, uh, is that Will? I think that might be Will. If it is, and anybody knows, let me know. I'll give him a shout out on the next one. But anyway, this is a really exciting thing. Um, it's a big deal. Uh, it's coalitioning, like we said we were going to do when we came in. And shout out to Angela McCarl, the uh, LNC chair, who kind of spearheaded this, at least from the libertarian side, with uh, Nick Brana from the People's Party. That's kind of like the... Uh, disaffected Bernie Sanders wing that I guess wants less wokeness, more anti-warness. So if that's, that's cool with me, definitely enough to, you know, have a shindig for a day. I'm absolutely down with that. Um, Oh, I skipped Supreme. Wu-Tang Clan is going to be in the house. So yeah, this is really, really cool. Um, And I'm excited. Like I said, I'm going to go down and bring my microphone and probably do some live streaming and, um, Hopefully it won't be too cold, but you know what? If Ron Paul's fucking coming out there, going to speak in February to uh, to a bunch of people by the Lincoln Memorial, then I can you know bundle up for the day. Um, so you might be asking yourself, well, this is great. This is exactly what we need to do, and who could possibly have a problem with this event? But of course, you're dealing with libertarians, so. Lots of those people who would like to call this a pro-Putin or pro-war event. I've heard that from, like I said, I don't know if I'd call them good libertarians, but they're definitely libertarians. Um, the Libertarian Party Radical Caucus was a part of this event, but pulled their support. We'll get more into that in a second. But then put out a release, I think, that they were thinking about coming back, but then couldn't be part of it. Can't be part of it because there's pro-war people. Go read their – I'm not going to read their whole press release. You can do that if you want to. But to me, that just fits in with what the Radical Caucus has always done, which is sit on the sidelines and criticize people who are doing real shit. So um, I don't know. That's fucking whack. I just got to say, uh, if you're a libertarian and you want to shit on people who are putting on an anti-war festival, I don't know, man. Uh, I think you really just better look in the mirror, think, think shit over because, you know, this is kind of our thing, right? And you're not, it's not going to be all ANCAPs and it's not going to be all good people. But I bring this up because when we took over the party, we knew that the next step was going to be harder than that, which was hard. That took five years. And we knew that now, I mean, this was an ever, Angela's speech, Maj Touré's speech, all kind of like echoed this. But like now you have to, now you have to take on the state. You got these nerds out of the Libertarian Party. Awesome. Now you got to take on the state. And I got to be honest with you. I was like, yeah, that's definitely like inevitable. That'll... That's all part of it. That's coming. But I did not see the, I did not foresee the quickness in which that would take shape and what that would look like. Um, 
And what that looked like immediately were attacks from like the Southern Poverty Law Center on the party in the caucus. Um, other, uh, I think the Hill, I could be wrong, but maybe a couple other mainstream institutions put out attacks. Um, and it was really gross. But then it started coming from, you know, unsuspecting voices like Ben Shapiro or Steven Crowder, Alex Jones. Oh, I'm just, you know, yeah, I'm not so into libertarianism anymore. Or you know what sucks? Libertarianism. Let me tell you why. So I thought that that was really interesting timing. Um, not accusing any of those guys of being a psyop, but I'm also not dismissing it. So just keep that on the back burner, I guess. Um, anyway, that happened all pretty quickly. And with this rally, it started coming pretty hard. Um, like I said, the pro-Putin stuff, you know, that was kind of funny. You know, I think I've even named myself, you know, like Dave Putin apologist on Twitter because people will call you that if you're, if you're anti-war, right? Like all the tricks. But it's coming out of uh, a lot of angles and some, uh, some voices that we know. Uh, it's getting a little weird. I got to be honest with you. Um, by the way, we talked about this at length on The System Is Down last week, and it was a good time. Kind of a shit show, but if you want to hear all about that, go check out that on uh, Dan's channel. But I want to read this. This was from uh, the Free Beacon. They just put this out. The Libertarian Party's Mises Caucus, which has been called the Libertarian Wing of the Libertarian Party, joined calls for Ritter to quit which aims to pressure policymakers to end U.S. support for Ukraine slash the Pentagon uh, budget and abolish the CIA. The caucus said that Ritter was holding the event hostage by refusing to withdraw and pressuring other speakers to support him. That's a sharp contrast to Mises Caucus uh, founder Michael Heiss's response earlier this week when asked about Ritter's criminal convictions and his pro-war remarks. Go fuck yourself. Heist told the Free Beacon. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Michael Heist. Go fuck yourself, Free Beacon. That's how you talk to the corporate press when they try and shit on you or make you look like an idiot. Uh, McArdle took a friendlier tone in denying a request for comment. I might speak about it after the event. And that's the perfect... Uh, it's the perfect thing for the chair to say. And if she should talk about it maybe afterwards. Um, but now we're going to get into the subject matter of the show. And that's the PSYOP, the Psy War. So oftentimes movements will have, you guys have heard me talk about controlled opposition. You guys have heard me call Nicholas Sarwark a Fed a thousand and twenty-five times, right? There's actually a lot of evidence to support that literally free thought project did some great work there check that out libertarian party chair fed just google that uh, i think it was a, might have even popped up in the WikiLeaks. check me on that um but oftentimes what they'll do is in a movement they'll infiltrate right COINTELPRO pro style get in there sabotage maybe ruin somebody's reputation somehow maybe spread some rumors so, when it was discovered 
that there was a convicted child sex offender on the roster for the anti-war rally, you can imagine my disappointment, right? So immediately I was thinking, well, we can't have that. No, no matter what, I mean, that's, we got to do something about that. But almost, I, and I wasn't familiar with this guy. I had to Google him and then I was like, oh, you know what? I remember his face. I've seen him on Judge Knapp's show a couple, t- couple times. Um, but to my dismay, in the beginning, there were people who were, no, were like, no, we're not, if he's not on this show or he's not on this uh, rally, then we're not doing it. And like some bigger names and some good ones. Um, not Scott Horton, I'll say that. Um, but that was really concerning. So I took it to Twitter like anybody else would do. And <laughs> I was like, okay, you, I mean, you guys know me, right? If there's a conspiracy here or if like somebody's set up, right? I'll entertain that. So this guy was, uh, Scott Ritter is a, two-time convicted child sex offender. Now, he was set up both of these times, I believe, by like a honeypot federal, like a sting operation. But he fucking did it twice. And I think there was like an incident with a third time that he wasn't like convicted on or something. Again, do your own research. But there were people who were saying, no, he has to be a part of the show. So I was ready to hear the the super conspiracy here. But I couldn't get one. All right, Murder Bean's talking to me. Both times were police posing as teenagers under 16. Right. And this guy's in a chat room beaten off to what he thinks are teenagers. And people got to have him on the show. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a must. By the way, for the record, he, he was booked by the People's Party, which I find odd because it's like, yo, guys, He's not going to vote for you. Do you know that? You know what I'm saying? He's not voting for you. He doesn't have your support. So you really stuck by that guy for that. And again, he could be, he could be completely innocent, right? I'm, it doesn't look that, that way to me. But he could be completely innocent. But if this was the stigma, I would be like, bro, you can't be on this show. It's too important. And if he was a true anti-war voice that cared about this and he would bow out. He would just easily bow out, but he didn't. He petitioned everybody to have his back and I should be on this too. And I had this great speech and yada, yada. And it's about me, 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 me. So I'm not saying that Scott Ritter is COINTELPRO. I'm not saying uh, that he didn't have a good speech because I heard he did. But this has me worried because it looked kind of shaky for a for a little while. Um, and I, I got to tell you, the, the, the libertarians that, are, that were, are marching on this, calling it a pro-Putin rally or a pro-war rally, I mean, you guys are really the worst. The classical liberal caucus, you guys can all suck a bag of dicks. Seriously, you're the worst. Um, I think the guy who runs that caucus is going to uh, be debating somebody at the Soho forum soon. I'm going to check that out. I'll be in the comments for sure. I think he's debating, he's taking the negative on why, why we should not, uh, you know, embrace secession. So super loser, probably a psyop, you know what I mean? Something to consider anyway. Um, 
the, the, the Prague libertarian circle always gives me super, super duper psyop vibes, you know, whether they are or they're not. It's like almost irrelevant. You know what I mean? Like what are your actions? Like speak for yourself. Um, but anywho, that got me thinking about the infighting. Uh, and I happened to stumble upon this. So I thought we'd check this out together. I've been a human rights activist for almost 20 years. As a documentary filmmaker, I've been on the front lines of many of our nation's biggest scandals and pro. By the way, this is the guy, the pandemic guy. And, you know, that whole movie could be a psyop. I don't know. But there was some pretty decent information in it. And when you're not allowed to express that information and share that information, that really, that puts a lot in your corner. So we'll give them the benefit of the doubt despite the Hollywood voice. Protests. From that perspective, I've been an eyewitness to the rise and fall of numerous people-powered movements. Nearly every organized resistance I've been a part of has ended just inches from victory for the same critical mistake. Infighting. Ooh, let's not do it. Infighting. When members of the same group turn against each other. It often begins with whispers about the most prominent spokespeople of the cause. These rumors typically sound like, I hear John is controlled opposition. Or, some people are saying Jane is caught. All right, I'm guilty. I've called a lot of people controlled opposition. Mostly Reason.com, definitely called Nick a Fed a lot. And uh, I pretty much call people Fed like I use nerd at this point. Um, but you got to have some Fed-like activity for me to toss that around. Compromised. While the use of infiltrators and agitators is a very real thing, I've yet to experience one scenario where such a label was accurately applied. And suspiciously, these labels are always branded on the people who are making the most progress. With the degradation of their reputation goes their contribution to your life. Prior to social media, people actually sat down to dialogue through their differences. Today, without solid evidence or sufficient inquiry, we go directly to our keyboards to vent our suspicions. Even after the rumor is proven false or simply fades away, some level of doubt and division always remains. This is all by design. Part of what allowed so many people to walk away from Assange was some of the Me Too allegations mm -hmm. that had surfaced and that were ultimately discredited, stuck in people's minds. The voice. See, and that's what kind of people were saying when it came to Scott Ritter. It's like, well, you know how the Fed do. I was like, yeah. But the motherfucker, you know, he was doing it though. He was there a couple times, you know? As a propaganda are masterful at this game. They knowingly run a false story, then retract it, knowing the lie will reach millions, but very few will see the correction. Amy Coney Barrett's religious faith is being called into question again. She belongs to this People of Praise a group, which the Southern Poverty Law Center has labeled them a hate group. When I stated that People of Praise had been deemed a hate group, I just got them mixed up with another group. I conflict. Okay, it was a church group. It was not, in fact, a terror cell. I am so sorry. The view, definitely a psyop. Them. Ah, okay. Yeah, that happens, you know, it's easy to do. In the words of former CIA director William Casey, we'll know no that our disinformation <laughs> program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. The planting of divisive rumors is one of the most common tactics used in psychological warfare. As the lies bloom, like worker bees, well-intended citizens pollinate the masses with poisonous disinformation. What the and it's not the disinformation that gets me and you banned off Twitter. It's the disinformation that they're cranking out. It's always the doublespeak. 
with the demons. Remember that. Gossiping bees fail to realize is that they themselves are doing the work of controlled opposition. They are literally, unwittingly, working on behalf of the very forces they believe they are resisting. Again, all of this is by design. While we've all been distracted by the latest trends and tragedies, everything that has influence on our behavior has been infiltrated by an agenda to control our thoughts. What- Do you guys feel that? I definitely feel that. I'm, ju- I'm definitely triggered more these days by certain things, like, you know, uh, like what they're, the trans kids stuff, right? That makes me fucking angry. Like, I'm not even, thi- I'm rarely thinking about nuclear war. You know, it's like, I have to imagine that that's because they're putting a lot of that shit in my face. You know what I'm saying? Whether their goal is to make us purchase a product, vote for a political party, or submit to experimental inoculations, there are forces at work who understand the functionalities of your mind far better than you do. Their goal is total control. But because they are the few and we are the many, they can only achieve total control through the age-old tactic of divide and conquer. You're either with them or with us. Never before have we been so divided. Divided by politics, religion, nation, state, race, class, gender, and now, vaccine status. To better understand how we got here, consider these three quotes from The Art of War by Sun Tzu. The supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. Victorious warriors win first and then go to war. The secret lies in confusing the enemy so that he cannot fathom our real intent. Yeah. They want, they don't want to kill everybody. That's fucking 20th century shit. They want world domination, right? They want you to work. Oh, man, we'll finish this up. This is really quick. Though Sun Tzu lived over 2,500 years ago, his work remains at the heart of our CIA as well as the Chinese Communist Party's strategy today. It's no coincidence that around the same era as Sun Tzu, the words, united we stand, divided we fall, were first recorded. And there it is. United we stand, divided we fall. Oh, I lost somebody. Hector! I'm turning this off. Getting triggered. Good job. Sorry, buddy. Uh, (laughs) I understand. I'm fucking triggered, too. Uh, Murder Beam says, this boy is spitting facts, but also sounds like a yoga instructor. And it's tr- <laughs> and it's triggering, it's triggering a latent part of my lizard brain. That's awesome. Yeah, that motherfucker should do some like ASMR or some shit like that. Uh, straight cancer says time continuum. I agree, buddy. Orwellian digital. Um, but these are these are the people who are you know that first video. Who are these people putting together these campaigns that are doing these things? You know, um, I mean, we know who they are. It's the, the five eyes. If you guys don't know who that are, who that is, give it a Google. But that's, you know, the CIA can't spy in the UK. So the MI6 uses, yeah, you know, will spy over here and vice versa. Um, I think that's New Zealand, Australia, Canada, UK, US. They all share the information. Um, and they're all recruiting and they're all paying big bucks for people to come in and start propagandizing their own people and other countries, because that's where the warfare is. Um, man, propaganda, it's everything. Um, so let me get rid of this real quick. And I think we're going to go back. We started a cool segment on this show a little while ago, and I haven't revisited it, but we're going to now. Here are some uh, tweets. 
Neat tweets are back. Let's check these out. Um, Twitter is an invaluable resource. I got to tell you, um, they don't know that I'm on their platform right now, but I am, and I love it. And they should give me my old account back because I miss it, and I have all my good followers on that one. Um, but any hooser, I'm going to read a couple tweets that I just found interesting. This is from Viva Frey, Crowder versus Daily Wire, Eliza Blue, Project Veritas expelling James O'Keefe, uh, Sidney Watson suing the blaze. Uh, they said, I've been in this space of the internet since 2018, and I've never seen anything like this, let alone within a time span of three months. COINTEL Pro 2.0. He doesn't even know about the Mises Caucus stuff and the Libertarian Party stuff that's going on. That I find super relevant. Um, but it is relevant, you know? You remember that, right? Even Libertarians. John Brennan, right? They fucking know. They know what we're doing. They know how powerful we are. They know they have to squash that, our whole ideology, for their plan to be successful. You know what I'm saying? So that's all part of it. Um, so let's see. Let's check out another tweet or two. Mr. Tweet, Elon Musk, says, Some of the smartest people I know actively believe the press. Amazing, he said. Um... And then somebody, Buck Sexton, that's the coolest name I ever heard, said, so many high IQ people recognize the press as their emotional and cultural enforcers. So they become deeply attached to the propaganda machine. Facts be damned. This is absolutely true. I know you guys all know smart people in your life, like probably formally educated people um, that buy all the lines, hook and sinker, whether it's um, Russiagate, or if it's uh, the Jabby Jab or the Rona or Ukraine. Interestingly enough, there's a lot of overlap with the people who are getting on board with all of those things. Um, but they can otherwise be, like I said, have a college degree. They can get, be getting by in their life, might have kids, seem happy and, and fine. But yet, they their appeal to authority is, is so strong. I would have thought that that was directly attached to high intelligence, but I don't think that it is. Um, and that's scary. Propaganda, that's the power. Scott Kelly said to Elon Musk, Ukraine desperately needs your continued support. Please restore the fully, full functionality of your Starlink satellites. Defense from a genocidal invasion is not an offensive capability. It's survival. Innocent lives will be lost. You can help. Thank you. To which Elon Musk responded, you're smart enough not to swallow media and other propaganda BS. Starlink is the communication backbone of Ukraine, especially at the front lines, where almost all other internet connectivity has been destroyed. But we will not enable escalation of conflict that may lead to World War III. So this shit is like a perfect hashtag psyop. Because you know what? I don't know what's up and what's down here. Because while I want to root for Elon Musk, who has somewhat freed up Twitter a little bit, he's still a defense contractor. He's still involved with the government on so many levels, so many governments. You know? You don't get to just launch a bunch of satellites into space without getting some clearance for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Playing ball. Whew. Um, 
Anyway, that was some neat tweets there. Um, all right, we're going to enter into the kind of the bulk portion of this show here tonight. Uh, and I do appreciate you guys hanging out tonight. Just like I said, this is the first time that I did this solo. Um, and it's a lot easier when there's some people kind of hanging out in the chat um, rather than just talking to a camera. That always, I found was odd. Um, but next, we have one of our coalition partners, um, the great Tulsi Gabbard. Chairman Jordan. Got to testify before Congress a couple of days ago. And if you're a libertarian that's triggered by this, suck it. Um, I registered <laughs> Jacob, Jacob Daniel. I'm just a Russian bot. Yeah, so is she, or a Russian asset. That's why that's a couple of steps above Russian bot. Um, but she's touched down on a lot of psyops from uh, Iraq War Three that she participated in to um, being a member of Congress. You know, you could say that. You know, in and of itself, um, she was involved in. Uh, the 2020 election, she got called a Russian asset. She got called a uh, Putin puppet. Um, I think that she kind of can touch down on a lot of things. Uh, so we're going to hear what she has to say. And we'll pick it apart. Uh, ranking member Pl Plaskett and members, aloha. Thank you for the opportunity to be here to speak with you today. Benjamin Franklin said, without freedom of thought, there can be no such thing as wisdom and no such thing as public liberty without freedom of speech. Boom. Man, see, that makes me want to be a minarchist again when some founding fathers drop some shit like that. But when anybody tells you, oh, they just want to silence conservatives, it's like, oh, my God, bro. Like, you don't even know. what to It's so much deeper than that. You know what I mean? You can't. Assist, a human being can't think if he can't speak. You know, I love our country and I cherish our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in the Constitution. Like every one of you, I took an oath, both as a soldier and as a member of Congress, to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now, I've had the privilege of serving alongside many of you in Congress for eight years, representing the people of Hawaii's 2nd Congressional District, serving on the Armed Services and Foreign Affairs Committees. I'm honored to be able to continue to serve as a Lieutenant Colonel in the U.S. Army Reserves now for almost 20 years, where during that time I deployed to three war zones and participated in multiple overseas training exercises, where I had the opportunity to see firsthand what life is like in countries where there is no First Amendment where there is no free press, where government deems itself to be the moral arbiter to its people, dictating to them what is right and wrong, what can and cannot be said, who can speak, who cannot, who is free to worship, and who is not. Now, our founders understood the importance of enshrining our God-given freedoms in the Constitution and Bill of Rights to ensure that no matter which party or person may be in power at any given time, our founding documents serve as a reminder of these freedoms that are guaranteed to every American. Just, again, for the record, I want to point out how special it is that a Democrat is even speaking about this, and as a libertarian who is fairly certain he will never see a libertarian president in his lifetime, nor a libertarian culture take over, like by and large, this is pretty good. You know what I mean? I'll I would, if we can get behind this kind of message... Uh, so far, I'm pretty good with it. 
Thomas Paine said, he that would make his own liberty secure must guard even his enemy from opposition. For if he violates this duty, he establishes a precedent that will reach to himself. We cannot be so short-sighted as to thinking silencing speech that we don't like today will not result in our own voices being silenced tomorrow. The work that you've all been charged with in this committee affects all Americans, and it is too important to allow it to fall victim to partisan politics. No matter how deep your differences, we must all agree to stand on the side of liberty. Unfortunately, right now we live in a country where many Americans are afraid to speak freely, afraid to express themselves, afraid to actually have real open dialogue and debate, afraid of losing their job, being canceled, or being accused of a crime, which could happen if recently introduced legislation criminalizing so-called hate speech is passed into law, speech that, no matter how abhorrent, is still protected under the First Amendment. Now, this fear and this culture of fear and self-censorship is not unfounded. We have individuals in our government often working through their arms in the mainstream media and big tech doing exactly what our founders rejected, trying to control what we, the people, are allowed to see and say under the guise of protecting us from so-called misinformation or disinformation. They're going to protect us from misinformation and disinformation. Guys, Barack Obama, you know how presidents get out, they set up whatever, the Clinton Foundation, they all get their the George Bush thing, he gets his own library or whatever. Barack Obama's foundation is all about combating misinformation. Do you think he really cares about conspiracy theories on Facebook? This is all about controlling the narrative. And he's a corporatist puppet. He was in 2007 and he is now. So that's what they need him to do is be the pitch man for that. And they'll happily do it. Now, of course, they appoint themselves as the sole authority and voice of truth, of information, backed by the most lethal force on earth with the power to target anyone they deem a threat. They alone are the ones, self-designated, who get to decide what is true and what is false, what is information and what is misinformation or disinformation. They say they're doing this for us, that they're doing this for our own good, to protect the people. But in reality, the truth is they think that we're too stupid to think for ourselves, too stupid to discern for ourselves and to draw our own conclusions. Now, the idea that we must just blindly accept whatever the government or those in power tell us is true goes against the very essence of our Constitution and Bill of Rights, which were created as a resounding rejection of the reign of kings, churches, and authorities. They tell us we must blindly trust them or face the consequences, even though our government has a long history of lying to us, the American people. Just to cite a few examples, we were lied to about the weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, Boom. which spurred the war that I and so many others served in and so many others sacrificed their lives in. They lied for almost two decades, claiming success in Afghanistan, when in fact we saw failure after failure after failure coming at a great cost. To the so, just to be clear, that's 20 years of a PSYOP. Yeah, everybody, everything's going good over here. Don't you worry about it. We're good. Yeah. CNN's happy to go, oh, yeah, but everything's looking up. You know, just need to, well, but they might need this surge, but it's all good. We'll do what they need. You know. PSYOP. This country... 
We saw lies about Vietnam that were revealed in the release of the Pentagon Papers. We saw lies about our own government illegally surveilling Americans. These are just a few examples. There are many more. Ranking Member Plaskett talked in her opening comments about how individuals in the FBI also throughout our country's history have abused their power, weaponizing those agencies to advance their own political interests. This is not and cannot be reduced to a partisan fight. The stakes are too high. We all must recognize our own responsibility to stand against such abuses. But as we sit here today, the danger is that if we choose to reject or challenge whatever those in power declare is the so-called truth, we are accused of being anti-authority. We are accused of being a danger to society, accused of spreading misinformation, and are then targeted, smeared, and called things like Russian asset, white supremacist, bigot, racist, sexist, extremist, traitor, and so on. For the record, I've been called all of those names, some more than others, but even at the most local levels, and just the mild bit of just messing around with what we're doing, I've gotten all that. Um, Traitor? Maybe not traitor. Probably on social media. But she was called that publicly by a presidential candidate slash, you know, Iron Box, Hillary, Hill Dog. Um, yeah, man, I can't imagine. More dangerous than any baseless smear, our own government institutions, which exist to serve the people, they are being weaponized against us. The Department of Homeland Security declared a heightened domestic terrorism threat due to three factors, the first of which is, quote, the proliferation of false or misleading narratives which sow discord or undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions, end of quote. I appreciate the honesty. You know, our number one threat is people, what we're doing. Got to nip that bud. They are the ones who get to decide what those false or misleading narratives are. Former CIA Director John Brennan said in 2021 that, quote, members of the Biden team are now moving in laser-like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about what looks very similar to insurgency movements that we've seen overseas. An unholy alliance frequently of religious extremists, authoritarians, fascists, bigots, racists, nativists. Y'all ready for it? And even libertarians. Boom! Attorney General Garland charged his newly created domestic terrorism unit with targeting those who hold, quote, anti-authority views. That included parents who dared to protest at Board of Education meetings, concerned and standing up for the right for themselves to have a say in their children's education. A draft copy of the Department of Homeland Security Quadrennial Homeland Security Review outlined their intent to target quote-unquote inaccurate information on a whole host of topics to include the origins of COVID, vaccines, the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, and U.S. support to Ukraine. Their misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation team exists to, quote, counter all types of disinformation. Once again, they get to determine what this disinformation is. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg revealed on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast recently that Facebook limited the exposure of the New York Post Hunter Biden laptop story just weeks ahead of the 2020 election, only after talking with the FBI. Psyop. 
this is all, it's not just the government making like requests, guys. Like it's built like Google, Facebook, these are creatures of the state. And they might have a face job like Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey, who, you know, leads a really cool life and once in a while, you know, has to go testify before Congress and go, yeah, we're working on that. And then they'll tell people that they, you know, what will really help some more, uh, some more regulations. That's probably what we need. Um, that's, that's what they're, de- they're there to do. Twitter took similar action, but they recently apologized for doing so, recognizing that their decision was wrong. The cozy relationship between the White House officials, the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, and big tech is now well-documented and results in private companies not restricted by the First Amendment doing the dirty censorship work of those in government who are not legally allowed to do so If you were the deep state, wouldn't you set up a private front? You know, this is so basic bitch shit. It's like the... The mafia might have the hardware store where they actually sell hammers and nails and saws and shit, paint. But that's not where the majority of their revenue comes from. Themselves. The threat big tech monopolies pose to our democracy is real and serious. I've had personal experience with this. After the first Democratic primary presidential debate in 2019, I was the most searched candidate of the night. Unfortunately, and suddenly, my Google Ads account was mysteriously suspended without any notice or explanation. Guys, that that makes me so angry. By the way, when she was running for president, I was a libertarian, but I I registered as a Democrat to support this person because being anti-war is the most important thing. Right? I think this is pre-COVID. So maybe you could put that on par, but really no mass murder campaigns, like number one thing, right? That's, that's why I did that. Got some shit from libertarians for that too, but I would do it again. Um, damn, but Google is a weapon, right? I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. Facebook is a weapon. Twitter is a weapon. I hope that it's in better hands. Google is a weapon. And they used that against the most popular presidential candidate. And these same people want to talk about election meddling, Russian bots, disinformation. Like, this is the inversion. There were no responses to our multiple attempts to resolve whatever problem could have caused this. But after some time passed, magically, my account was reinstated, again, with no explanation or apology. But their actions limited my ability to connect with voters who were actively seeking more information about my candidacy and why I was offering to serve them as president and commander-in-chief. This has not only happened to me, it's happened to other candidates running for various offices. Joe Kent running for Congress in Washington State is one I know personally of. This happens all the time with these big tech monopolies interfering in our democracy by manipulating search results based on whatever it is that they want the American people to know about a particular candidate or issue that should be concerning to any one of us and all of us. 
Now, recently, we've learned that with the release of the Twitter files detailed by Matt Taibbi and others, high-level former FBI and CIA and other government officials were behind Hamilton 68 and their list of 644 social media accounts supposedly linked to, quote, Russian influence activities online. Now, Hamilton 68's work was widely cited as fact by institutions like Harvard and Stanford, by mainstream news organizations across the board, by members of the House of Representatives and Senate from both political parties, including the head of the Intelligence Committee. The problem is, it was false. Twitter themselves determined that the vast majority of counts that Hamilton 68 targeted on this list of 644 were, quote, neither strongly Russian nor strongly bots, end of quote. They were mostly anti-establishment American voices from across the political spectrum. I was one of them. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton accused me, a sitting member of Congress, a soldier, and a candidate running for president of being, quote, groomed by the Russians. Oh, my God. That bitch. It's so disgusting. Oh, a combat veteran calling him the Russian. I mean, ugh. somebody call Barack Obama's disinformation campaign so we can get him on that. Her baseless smear worked as intended. It was something that was repeated over and over, headline after headline, article after article, pushed online in every way. This had the harmful impact that, it, that was intended. I could give you many examples of interactions that I've had with people throughout that campaign and still today. But I remember one in particular that had an impact. Just weeks after this statement was made, I was in South Carolina at a campaign event when a woman, an elderly woman came up to me and I could tell that she was very disturbed. She came up and she put her hands on my shoulders and she looked into my eyes, her eyes welling up, hands shaking, and she said, look me in the eyes. I need to know if you are working for Putin. Guys. That's terrifying, right? Because that happened millions of times over. You want to talk about election meddling? That's what they did. They made sure that this person, the, the head and shoulders above every other corporatist, awful loser on that stage. You know, if you're a Democrat, that, that's, that's about as good as it was getting. But polling less than 1%. Because all of their puppet masters in the corporate press won't mention her or will participate and call her a Russian asset. Like this, these people should be locked up. I'm a libertarian. I spend a lot of time thinking about who I'm willing to lock up. Lock them up. She was serious. I couldn't believe it. I looked her straight back in the eyes and Express to her from my heart how much I love this country so much that I'm willing to die for it. By the way, I believe Tulsi. She could be an inside job. I don't know. Limited hangout. But I know, I heard in the chats, you know, she's a gun grabber and stuff. And that very well might be true. But I don't think that she wants to kill us. 
She doesn't want us lined up against the wall. You know, I think that she would, I mean, she pays a lot of lip service to the Bill of Rights. So you could probably have a really good debate with her about guns. You know, ask her how she feels about red flag laws. I bet you not so good. You know what I mean? Something to think about. More recently, U.S. Senator Mitt Romney accused me of treason, a crime that is punishable by death under our laws. So what is that, Mitt Romney? You, 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 you accuse her of treason, which that's the penalty. What should be the penalty for lying about that be? Something to think about. I challenged him to back this, back this serious allegation up with evidence. What was this based on? There was no response, no explanation, no evidence, and certainly no apology. Now, these accusations are often shrugged off as, well, hey, it's politics. People say things about each other all the time. Now, that may be easy for some of you to say, but for somebody who wears a uniform, this is serious. And it's serious not only to me, but to my fellow service members and veterans, every one of us making a decision at some point in our lives to raise our right hand, prepared and volunteering to lay our life down for this country. What does that mean in reality? It means that before every deployment, in our own hearts, we have to make peace with the possibility that we may not come home. It means writing letters to our loved ones, trying to find the words to express our love and gratitude, knowing that that may be our final goodbye. It means for those of us who do come home, doing our best every single day to honor the great sacrifices of our brothers and sisters who paid that ultimate price. This is much bigger than me or any one individual. When those who dare to challenge the establishment are targeted by this powerful conglomerate of government, corporate media, and big tech, weaponizing all that they have against the people for their own selfish gain, it has a dangerous chilling effect on free speech, and it sends a very powerful message. If you dare to challenge us, we will come after you. The more we allow this to happen, we start looking less and less like a democratic republic and more and more like a banana republic. Instead of a government ordained to secure these rights, we are now increasingly facing a government determined to take those rights away. Increasingly? I mean, get there, Tulsi. Come on. You're, <laughs> we are there. George Washington warned, for if men are to be precluded from offering their sentiments on a matter which may involve the most serious and alarming consequences that, that can invite the consideration of mankind, reason is of no use to us. The freedom of speech may be taken away, and dumb and silent we may be led like sheep to slaughter. We have to stop this insanity and protect these sacred freedoms. Vanquish the fear and self-censorship that is now pervasive. Every one of us taking action to breathe new life into the open marketplace of ideas that is at the heart of a thriving democracy, encouraging vigorous and substantive debate. 
encouraging people to think for themselves so we can draw our own conclusions where we can disagree without devolving into hate, where we can respect each other as fellow Americans and treat each other with aloha. The work you have before you is critical for all of these reasons. The stakes are high. The consequences for better or worse will be long lasting. And for the sake of the American people, our freedom and the future of this country we love, I pray we can set aside our partisan differences and commit to standing together to defend the constitutional right of every American to live free. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'll settle out of court right now for the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. I'm on board. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe she was giving an Oscar-winning performance there, but I don't think so. I think that that was legit. And I'd also like to remind you guys that she could run for president in like 40 years and still be like as old as Biden is right now. You know what I mean? So she's got a lot of time. I, I, I see that happening uh, at some point in my life. So I hope she can come around on guns and maybe some other things, uh, but we got some time for that. Um, I saw in the chat, let's see, Murder Beam. <laughs> the Murder Beam is talking about the Project Blue Beam and they're revving up Project Blue Beam. Yeah, I did a little research on that. I, I wasn't too familiar with it, but um, yeah, they've been talking about that for a good 20 or 30 years. That's probably more... DARPA stuff. We could ask Time Continuum. He'd probably know. But uh, yeah, it looks like it's on that path. Maybe they've adjusted or something. But yeah, guys, give give uh, Project Bluebeam a Google. Um, but anyway, I know that was a long video of Tulsi, and uh, but I just thought she covered a lot from Russiagate to the wars to the censorship. Um, you know, that's all. These are all these are all psyops. And they're all being, this is war being waged against us through the corporate press, social media. Um, you know, I don't know how much of it is just, you know, it could span the gambit of just watching CNN all the way to the like David Icke theory of, you know, um, like living in the matrix, you know, or uh, the simulation as he would call it. I don't fucking know. But, we always need to be on the lookout for this shit because if it's on TV, it's programming. It's there, it's, there is no news. There's it's only spin, right? Balloons, right? I I don't even watch TV, right? Once at night, we'll, me and my girl will watch Netflix or something. But you know, I don't I don't keep the news on. I don't watch that at all. I get most of my news from Twitter. If you think that that's silly, I bet you I get news quicker than people who watch the corporate press and a lot less commercials. The point being. I know there's lots of shit going on in, you know, the news today. Balloons and fucking UFOs and, you know, who knows what's legit and what's not. But um, I imagine if the federal government is talking about UFOs, it's probably not the good story. You know what I'm saying? Go to Dan Smots for that stuff. That's what I would recommend. Go to the Systems Down. Um, that's where I'll be Wednesday, 3 p.m., if you want to hang out and not watch The View, which, again, is a PSYOP. But uh, in the meantime, guys, I just want to say I uh, had a good time hanging out with you tonight. And, um, yeah, be safe out there. All right? Take it easy, guys. Peace. Now that the smoke's gone.